All right, this week we have that lunar eclipse in Scorpio that we've been eyeing up all year. Yup, baddies, it's time to gird your loins. Get your spirit scissors out because snip, snip, it is going to be time to cut some damn cords. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my fabulous cosmic baddies. How are we doing? We're going to get into all of that. It sounds exciting, right? Mm-hmm. And what it means for you in a moment. We're going to take some deep breaths. We're in this together. We are rounding out eclipse season. And I'm your cosmic consultant, Maddie Murphy. <laughs> if you're new here and you stumbled upon this podcast or someone sent it to you, congrats. Uh, you're about to step into your highest, hottest self by understanding your cosmic assignment and divine alignment. And we're going to break down what's happening up in the stars and how it affects us down here as muggles, but also mystical muggles on earth. And talk about also like how we're not just going crazy. There's just things happening in the cosmos. There's a lot. I think May is just one of those months that we were looking at as astrologers like all year being like, that's going to be like a lot a lot happening. So we're going to chat about the lunar eclipse in Scorpio today's episode. Lunar eclipses, as a reminder, are full moons on steroids, supercharged full moon energy, and in the sign of Scorpio. Woo! I mean, I just mark my calendar on Scorpio moon days in general, but a full moon in Scorpio and then a lunar eclipse in Scorpio, mm-hmm. We got to get right with ourselves and, and stay super clear and grounded. It's all happening for us, what's going to happen during this lunar eclipse. But I also just want to honor that it may be emotional, it may be messy. Anyway, I'm going to I'm gonna talk about how to work with that in a minute, okay? Also, it's not, it's not that scary. It's just I have learned to deeply respect Scorpio transits, especially eclipses. So <laughs> I just want to give it its propers. Before we get into all of that, we're going to chat about some if astrology isn't real moments. Hello, SCOTUS, Roe v. Wade, uh, very eclipsy. We're going to talk about the astrology of that. We're going to talk about our moon report, what's happening with the emotional weather. And before we get to even all of that, I have to make my little Virgo housekeeping announcements. A lot of you have been messaging me about the mentorship program. I'm opening up two spots to mentor with me. Uh, for the next four months. We'll start in June and I'm really excited. The one-on-one mentor container is one of my favorite moments of just getting to watch you up-level and transform and people kind of come to me for all different things. If you want to help growing your business or if you have a spiritual business you're launching or if you're just wanting to kind of go deeper on your spiritual journey or learn how to access your intuition more, learn about your astrology or just have a guide to help you with manifesting or kind of getting over those 
patterns, you know, the self-limiting beliefs, the karmic patterns we get in. I'm your girl. I, I love it. It's truly amazing. It's magical. And if you want to learn more, sign up for my wait list. It's in the show notes and you'll be getting an email soon enough about booking uh, a consultation call so we can see if we're a good fit for each other. Super hyped. I'm so blessed. The people I work with are truly become like my BFFs and I just literally live to cheer you on. Also, speaking of baddies and cheering you on, we got to announce the winner of our baddie bundle. This is every week we pick a winner because we just want to say we love you. We appreciate you. For anyone who leaves a review rating. So if you do it on iTunes, you can leave your name in the review rating. And if you do it on Spotify, then you can send us a screenshot and DM us at the Cosmic RX on Instagram so we can put you in the raffle. Okay, so for this week, the winner is T Pits. Oh, seven, Tony. I love this. I just screenshot of this. Okay, it's Tony, who is literally one of my favorite humans. I didn't, we, I just literally screenshot the names and shuffle them up, and I don't look at the full review. That's hilarious. We just try and keep this super neutral here. I just put them in an album and just like literally zoop, scroll my finger and hit it. So, Tony, who actually has an amazing podcast, Tough Love with Tony. That's T-O-N-I. Uh, Maddie and the Cosmic RX team really knows what's up. When she says she's giving tangible tools for living as her highest self, that's exactly what you get. I love it. This one was immediately added to my regular rotation. Can't live without it. Highly recommend. Okay, Tony. Um, hello. You're also already in our community. And the Batty Bundle, I think you already did 21 Real Days of Self-Love. But I'm going to DM you. I got, I got something. I'm going to give you some kind of gift. So if you want to be like Tony... And win three months of our community platform, which includes live calls with me and our group chats and access to all these amazing coaches and healers and three months of our moon guide and our texting and 21 days of real self-love course, go leave a review rating and maybe next week it'll be you. Okay. You guys are the best. I'm literally dying how I just always get surprised every week. I'm like, oh, this is this is amazing, this review, or this is someone I, I know. <sighs> okay, baddies, can we just like, I need to get a breath. I need to have a sip of my water. Because WTF happened last week. So I left for LA really early Tuesday morning. So I'm like, I'm going to be freaking on top of my shit and do my podcast on Monday. Usually I do it like Wednesday night because I don't want to think about it. I, wanna, I don't have to lug my podcast equipment with me. I like to travel light, you know, light and easy. I'm a carry-on girl. And I like record the podcast, click send to my amazing producer, Alicia and Jessica. And I'm like, oh, I feel so happy. I'm so proud of myself. And then like the next day I wake up, it's like, I think whatever day it was, it was like, boom, like huge, unprecedented leak, Supreme Court draft leaked. Roe v. Wade looking to be overturned. And I was like, well, shit. First of all, shit. And second of all, goddamn, this is such literal astrology. I was just looking at the chart for the day and what was happening. And I was like, oh, I was like, I just, I, I, this podcast is going to come out on Friday. I'm not even addressing this huge monumental thing. But a lot of you DM me and be like, yeah, you said eclipse season was going to bring some, you know, bombshells and surprises and leaks, especially with this eclipse beam between Taurus, which is our values, 
and security and stability. And of course, Scorpio, which is all about secrets and all about things that we hide. And Scorpio is about reproductive organs and sex organs and sex and all things that are kind of considered like taboo. So yeah, I'm going to talk about the astrology of this a little bit, but I definitely want to say if you're looking for a great just full read on the astrology of Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood, definitely go check out Allegedly Astrology. They did, you know, you know, I love those girls. They did a full deep dive, an episode, I think they did in the fall. So go check that out. I'm going to talk more about like the astrology of that day, the leaked Supreme Court draft, decision came out um, that was reported by Politico. And I'm going to talk a little bit about what's next, because this is important. Bear with me. This is going to be a longer if astrology isn't real moment. I'm just very passionate about this. Obviously, I think everyone should be, whether you have a uterus or not. And this is one of those kind of watershed moments and one of these topics and issues that becomes really like like a stand-in, like a, a barometer for where we're moving in the collective, right? So understanding this and understanding our part in it, I think is really empowering. I've done a lot of work over the past week of like a lot of sacred rage work. I'm trying to come to this point of like neutrality with this, not neutrality in a bypassing way, but just in like, okay, like not adding to the collective fear or anxiety, just kind of trying to see things clearly, which is why I love astrology. So of course, all of this would happen right now because it happened right, you know, plum middle of eclipse season. And um, we know we have the South Node is in Scorpio, which started earlier this year in January 2022, and South Node will be in Scorpio through July 2023. So we know the North Node in astrology is what we're moving towards. The North Node is like, yeah, we're excited. We're in a rocket ship there. That's our cosmic assignment is to like go more towards those North Node things, principles, ideas, beliefs, whatever the sign the North Node in, in is like where we're supposed to expand into. And then wherever the South Node is, it's restricted or it's karma being released in areas ruled by that sign. Or we could even look at things getting like topsy-turvy or feeling, yeah, like literally turned over, re-examined, looked at. And again, just this restriction is kind of a theme there. So we had talked about in our 2022 webinar, that the Scorpio South Node may look at things like be looking at debt or a lack of things like insurance and money, kind of you know, Scorpio uh, connects to, to debt and other people's money. We had talked about a Scorpio South Node may be secrets being revealed or a lack of trust in the collective and the government. We might have talked about like a different conversations happening around end-of-life care, grieving, palliative funerals, funeral services care. And uh, we talked about yeah, like a, a lessening of loans perhaps, but really the big thing was like, ooh, maybe a restriction on anything that's like definitely in that like shadowy taboo in our society, quote unquote topics, mental health can be kind of in that Scorpio category sometimes, um, but really like abortion, reproductive rights, things about autonomy of our of our body, of our, our sexual freedom agency. So, you know, this coming up, right, leading up to the first lunar eclipse in Scorpio was just like, of course. So that's May 16th, which we're going to talk about you know, how to work with that in a moment. As a reminder, lunar eclipses are full moon on steroids. I said that before. And in mundane astrology, 
you know, the moon really represents the people and full moons bring everything to the surface, right? Reveal things, bring emotions up to a boiling point. So yeah, this is not going to die down anytime soon. I think May is going to bring a lot of this sort of uprising energy. And, you know, it's interesting that we're also in the retrograde shadow of Gemini at the time that this was leaked. Now we're officially in the retrograde and Gemini is the, you know, the first sign of this retrograde period. And Gemini is connected to the media and news. So of course we had this like leak of information come out in a really big like media frenzy. And of course, retrogrades always have us redoing, relooking at something. So of course we returned to this huge, you know, probably the biggest Supreme Court decision looking at it to redo it, which is like, ugh, let's like, show, show, can we just not, guys? It's also interesting of the redo is I had thought this was the first ever leak of a Supreme Court draft, but turns out the original Roe v. Wade uh, draft was leaked. So very literal astrology there. I, I love the literal astrology, but this time I was like, it would not be so literal. The day this news came out, also I wanted to point something out, was Venus moved into Aries. Venus always represents issues around like the feminine, around femme energy, around our values, right? And then Aries is about usually like there's a, a fight or a conflict involved. Aries is ruled by Mars, the sign of the warrior. And it also joined up Chiron with Chiron and Aries, which is very much all about wounds and insecurities and picking at something you know, that brings up something really emotional in us. And Chiron Aries can be an insecurity around ourself, our autonomy, our power, our ability to fight for ourselves, stand up for ourselves. Mars and Neptune on that day were together in Pisces. Mars is all about fighting, again, warrior energy. And Neptune is all about like the spiritual realm and they're in the sign of Pisces. So of course we see this fight over sort of like beliefs and a little bit of like I always think with Neptune and Pisces, with Mars leading up there, there's some sort of like illusion, you know, like we're not seeing things clearly. And I do think a lot of people are kind of, and it was so bad speaking so broadly because I don't want to minimize or reduce people's beliefs, but I do see a lot of this conversation around abortion is kind of like pitched as this really like religious or spiritual thing when really... It's like not like it's restricting access to abortion is really a decision that's fueled by money and by politics and people try and pull on the heartstrings of people who have, you know, who care about other people and care about life. I get it. But in this context, mm, no. And also there's that like, it just doesn't add up. It's like people, okay, we care about life. Um, but then once it comes, you know, once this life comes out of a person's body, uh, we don't really care about it at all, especially if they are a person of color, member of the LGBTQ community, if they are have any sort of different physical abilities, uh, mental health issues, all of a sudden it's like, eh. Wait, mm. So there's sort of this like Mars, Neptune, and Pisces super like disillusioned or fantastical kind of approach to this this fight. So yeah, it's this energy is really unsettled. Not gonna lie, it's super intense. We also had Black Moon Lilith moved into Cancer a few days before this. Black Moon Lilith is like the shadow of feminine energy, and Cancer rules like motherhood and yeah, the home, and it's very connected to literally to like the womb space. So yeah, and what can we expect moving forward? Here's what I'm gonna say: 
It's not going to calm down anytime soon. The Scorpio eclipse, May 16th, is probably going to bring this whoop, all the way up to the surface. You know, issues around sexuality, people with uteruses, all of this. And, you know, Jupiter is now in Aries, which is really exciting for us on the individual level. On the macro level, level Jupiter in Aries tends to bring up things like riots and fights and uprisings and standing up for what you believe in. The Arab Spring happened during Jupiter and Aries, and we watched the women's movement was a huge part of that. And actually, like women had a huge role in um, taking things to the streets, but also doing weird like digital espionage as part of that. So I'm curious to see what happens as Jupiter and Aries. And then, of course, the end of May, Mars joins the Aries party. So yeah, May to June is pretty wild. But I want to zoom out and let's not forget that we are in the Pluto return of the United States, a.k.a. the revolution. And we're also in the Saturn return of the Constitution. So it's natural. We're going to be looking at all these things, turning things on its head. And yeah, this whole like, let's just call them like, you know, the white dude contingency of the cis het freaking old white men. Um, Of course, they're going to have like this, it's like this die off is happening, right? There's a huge story that's unfolding. Pluto, you know, went retrograde uh, like two weeks ago in Capricorn, which is on the uh, Mercury sign of Rover's Wade. And it's kind of like giving us this chance to evolve ultimately. But of course, there's like a redo, retrograde, we're going back. So this whole story, I think, is going to continue to unravel in a big way through July 2023. I ultimately think it will not be overturned. I think we will actually have more access to you know, reproductive healthcare ultimately, but I do think it's going to be a rocky road to get there. And what I will say, I can do, if someone out there is like an expert on this, I would love to talk to you. I was doing Margaret Sanger's birth chart. Um, I used to live down the street from her Planned Parenthood in the city, the one named after her. She's a Virgo. I love that. There's so much looking at the Roe v. Wade, looking at Planned Parenthood's astrology, looking at hers. There's so much happening right now. If someone out there is somehow uh, an advocate for this or works in this space, I would love to, to, to chat with you and learn from you. It's it's something that I think we can just use a lot more education and advocacy for, and I would love to know how to support you. So the thing I want to say is the U.S. midterms coming up in the freaking fall are during the next Scorpio Taurus eclipses. So there's going to be, it's going to be shocking. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be like this is this concept, this thing around abortion. It's going to be a huge part of this discussion. Okay. But it's bigger than that, right? It's about choice and autonomy and do a few people empower, get to decide what everyone gets to do with their body, right? And especially some of those people who are in power on that bench were kind of got there by some uh, undue measures. There's going to be some shocking shit that's happening in the fall, in the midterms, okay? I just want to be really honest about that. I do think a storm is coming in the fall, but I do think that ultimately, you know, even as soon as like March 2023, when Saturn moves out of Aquarius into Pisces, I do think some of this blockage we're feeling will be lifted. I do think that the astrology of our collective right now is moving much more towards progress. I saw a poll by NPR, and again, I am hoping they 
like at the poll was of, of everyone, not just NPR listeners, that it was like the majority by far of Americans believe in a person's right to choose. So I do think that there is like, there, there's forward motion happening, okay? But in order to fuel this revolution, we have to take part in it. There has to be a sacred participation. We need to educate ourselves. We need to vote everyone in the midterms. If you're not registered to vote, please do that now. Voting is a really beautiful, sacred offering, a way we get to co-create and be a part of what's unfolding in our society. And it's going to be really, really important for this midterms for us all to, to show up and kind of vote towards progress, okay? And, and towards showing everyone that we care. We're here. There's so much more. I can do all, I don't know, if you guys want, I'll do a, a, a podcast about the eclipses in the fall. But I just want us to, you know, really be aware of that. Get ready. And you, if you can, donate to a Planned Parenthood or there's so many great uh, organizations out there. The National Abortion Access Fund for Survivors helps uh, cover costs to access safe abortions. So yeah, we want to support organizations that are doing this work on a large level. We want to educate ourselves. And I just can't stop saying enough, but please double check your voting registration. It's time to express our voice, which is voice is ruled by the North Node and Taurus that we're in right now. So we have a sacred responsibility, a duty to share our voice. Okay. And I know for a lot of you, you know, I grew up, like I said, in a very conservative Christian home. I know just like saying the word abortion can be like, ah, uncom- uncomfy, but uh, it's South Node Scorpio time. It's time to get uncomfy so we can move towards living in a life that's more in alignment with our values and just with more equity and, and freedom for all. Okay. So let's do this. Let's get out there and vote. That was my very long, if astrology isn't real spiel, but it very much ties into we're coming to this lunar eclipse in Scorpio. And when I tell you that we're seeing the themes that's going to be happening even on a personal like level. Like we can look at the collective and be like, oh, okay. So yeah, all that shit got stirred up about Roe v. Wade. That's Scorpio being like tap, tap, tap on the glass. Like I'm coming, bring up something that is maybe, you know, not the most fun thing to look at and talk about, but looking at something for our ultimate, you know, transformation, which is Scorpio wants us to transform let me take a deep breath because, you know, this is a subject. I, I'm trying to stay calm and neutral. I would love to chat with someone about this because I could, I have so much I want to say, but I'm also just wanting to not make this like a five hour podcast right now. So let's talk about the moon. Who wants to talk about the moon? Oh, also, I'm, we may have some really fun sound bites coming. One of my amazing clients and a cosmic baddie extraordinaire, shout out to Jessica worked on some really fun sound effects for us. So imagine them here. We're talking about the moon now. We're shifting gears. This is your emotional weather report. What you need to know to navigate the week ahead from a place of feeling empowered and clear and just understanding yourself. So Friday, the day this comes out, wait a minute, do we have a Friday the freaking 13th this month too? I love it. I literally live for it. Okay, yeah, Friday the 13th. Like I said, May is crazy. 
You all know Friday the 13th, it's not an unlucky day. If you're new here, I'm going to repeat that one more time. Friday the 13th is not unlucky. That is some bullshit that was fed to us by the patriarchy. Uh, 13 is the sign of the goddess of the feminine. There's 13 moon phases in the year. And traditionally, Friday the 13th was a day to honor the goddess. Friday is named after Freya, the Norse goddess of love, sex, and war, you know, named for Venus. Uh, 13 was her sacred number. So Friday the 13th was this day uh, when traditionally these matriarchal societies celebrated, you know, the return of the divine feminine, a day to create, um, make art, gather, tune in, um, do divination. 13 is like the number of the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. 13 is a super, it's like the balancing between the worlds, light and dark, death and rebirth, heavens and the underworld. And it's like, there's so many, the Egyptians um, talk about 13 steps on the ladder to eternity. The word reincarnation has 13 letters. Uh, What else? Oh my God, there's so many things. They say like, even in nature, there's all of these like turtles have like 13 segments on their shells. And this is number 13. It's super important. It's a unifying vibration. It's, you know, the 12 and the one, it's beautiful. So Friday the 13th, was then made to be an unlucky day, you know, by the patriarchy when they wanted people to stop doing this sort of celebration around this, around the the playful, light, creative, fun, powerful energy of this. They decided to make it evil and scary so that we would all stop celebrating it and forget uh, the power of the feminine, which congrats, they did it. If there's one thing about the patriarchy is they are consistent with their brand messaging and, you know, that's something. So anyway, Friday the 13th, I digress. Am I right? Friday the 13th, the moon's in Libra, which is a Venus-ruled moon day. So we have this like Venus moon on Friday the 13th. How yummy. I didn't even notice this. So I was freaking reading this here. So moon in Libra, I want you all to do that. What I just said, like celebrate the idea of like divine feminine energy. Again, this is transcendent. This is so much different. This is way different than gender. This is like lunar energy. This is receptive energy. This is creative, collaborative. Um, This is the flourishing energy of nature. So you get together with your people in your life, your spiritual body is like paint, make art with them, make love, just like practice the art of receiving. Do something this day that like helps you plug into feminine Venus energy. Beautify your home. I love that. Things we're going to look out for moon and Libra days on Friday, the 13th. You know, like Moon and Libra shadow energy could show up as really being really shallow or superficial. So just pay attention to where you're not. You're meant for the deep end, baby. Don't don't get stuck waiting in the shallow end and, and don't let yourself get caught up with people who hang out there in the ankle high waters of life. Okay, you're a mermaid. You're meant to go deep, dive deep and find all those treasures you seek down there. So no shallow end those days. And Saturday the 14th, uh, the moon was into Scorpio early in the morning and thus begins getting tighter in on that eclipse portal and the moon will stay there obviously the 15th and then the morning of the 16th super early is the full moon lunar eclipse total lunar eclipse exact at 12 14 a.m eastern standard time so saturday sunday monday listen to you know the upcoming what i'm going to talk about after this the lunar eclipse planetary planning but Moon and Scorpio, I just want us to look out for it. We might all be feeling super emotional, super testy. We might be feeling jealous. We might be feeling paranoid. 
who might be feeling obsessive AF and the moon in Scorpio is I want you to find a channel to release that, to transmute it, to transform that energy. We are looking, you're going to hear me say it over and over. We're looking to release resistance those days. Like what is that thing that you're just sick of pushing down below the surface or trying to control or trying to like make perfect and where may you being called to like release, let go, or even like I said, cut some cords. We want to focus on like, we do self-care, sexual self-care, sensual self-care practices that day. Moon and Scorpio going in the deep end a little bit, reading a really deep book, reading poetry, having deep talks, schedule a chat with your therapist. Like we want to go dive into there those days. We want to look out for, well, letting all the things I just mentioned uh, take over your life. So we can feel jealousy, we can feel obsessive, but we don't want to let those things control the whole narrative and kind of take on a life of their own. And also some emotions we're just meant to feel and really not attach any stories to. So that goes through Monday morning. And then we have the moon and Sag all day Monday, Tuesday. Thank the Lord. The moon and Sag always comes after moon and Scorpio to make us feel more optimistic, brighter, to give us a kind of a renewed sense of adventure and wonder in our lives. So moon and Sag days, God, I always feel like laughter is medicine those days. Go to a stand-up comedy show or watch it one on Netflix. Uh, Sag moon, just do something that feels like an adventure. Be curious, be open those days. And we just want to look out for Sag moon days. Sometimes we can just run our mouth and we don't, Mercury is retrograde right now in Gemini. So, you know, right across that moon, just want to slow down with the words. We don't got to say everything that comes to our mind, okay? Mm-mm. Listen, laugh, love, <laughs> less talking those days. And then we round out the week Wednesday and Thursday with Capricorn moon days. Now, we just came off of this Scorpio eclipse that's co-ruled by Mars and Pluto. So now on these Wednesday, Thursdays, moons in Capricorn right there with Pluto. So I might be feeling like, oh, Capricorn moon's coming to give us some action steps, something like whatever came up during the lunar eclipse in Scorpio. Wednesday, Thursday, you might be feeling like, okay, today's the day I got to do that thing. I got to write that email. I got to cut that cord. I got to kind of book, finally find a freaking therapist I like. Big advocate for therapy here. Truly, it pairs so well with your spiritual work, I swear. But moon and Capricorn, it's like taking care of business of whatever came up during the lunar eclipse in Scorpio days. So I don't want you to feel like you have to rush into action during the lunar eclipse, it's actually better just to wait it out. The lunar eclipse, is, it's almost like we're drunk on emotion. You might not be seen straight. And then when the moon goes into Capricorn, see what's the action step. See what's coming through. And again, kind of like go for it in that blessed, beautiful, a little bit emotionally detached moon and cap way. And then we just want to look out for it. Moon and cap days it can just be like working ourselves to the bone. All right. We need some time for pleasure, for rest, for resetting. We're still in sun and Taurus energy after all. And we still need to live that bougie, bad and bougie lifestyle. And you do deserve rest. And I need you to like put some time for that in your schedule. Okay. So let's talk about the last segment of our podcast, the planetary planning. So this is where we just pick the biggest transit of the week, two transits, and kind of break down what they mean for us. Obviously, spoiler alert, the spoil has already happened. We are talking about the lunar eclipse, total lunar eclipse in Scorpio. Okay, this happens early Monday morning. So eclipses always happen in a pair, in a set. 
right? Sometimes there's three in the set. That's a little bit more rare. Normally they happen in two. It's a story. It's the seesaw. It's the dragon's head, the dragon's tail. There's always a, a beginning and end. So Taurus solar eclipse was the beginning of this eclipse story. That was April 30th. There was a new beginning around something Taurus in our life, feeling like really bright and light and feeling like, wow, being pushed with this cosmic boost towards a higher path, up-leveling. You might be feeling that in your own life. Up-leveling was the name of the game, April 30th. And we started to really feel in a concrete way, oh yeah, that's where I'm going. This is how it's going to feel. And then right two weeks later, like the, uh, you know, I don't know, rubber band, like you snap it one direction and the backside of the rubber band has to catch up. Well, bing, bing, the Scorpio lunar eclipse is coming right on schedule. It's like, okay, you're ready to up level. What are you going to leave behind? Because you have some stuff here and it's freaking heavy and it's weighing you down and we got to let it go. So the Scorpio-Taurus axis, you know, Taurus is physical. Scorpio is metaphysical. Taurus is formation. Scorpio is transformation. Under Scorpio energy, we are looking to merge and emerge as something new. Taurus is what we own and Scorpio is what we owe. So we're going to be, I'm going to give you some prompts and things to think about. So in addition to looking where you have Scorpio in your chart, I want you to think about, you know, the moon in Scorpio, it's in its quote unquote fall, which means it doesn't really have its normal tools in that sign of Scorpio and it's conjunct the south node and the south node as a reminder, this is what makes it an eclipse that's working with that south node is there's a release, there's a letting go, something from the past is coming up, we're rethinking. And of course, the South Node wants us to release, but Scorpio can be rather obsessive. So it can be a little hard to figure out, you know, where, how, how do we, how do we let go? So this is a big cosmic turning point. You can also look at where you have Venus in your chart to understand where there may be like a pain point or a trigger point for this release that's happening, just to give you a little more cosmic context. But really, ultimately, Scorpio energy is about stepping more fully into your power, releasing, transmuting, deathing what needs to be death and letting go so we can be born again. And also like owning all of our shit, owning ourselves 110% so that way no one can shame us or guilt us or make us feel like we're less than. We own ourselves. We own the shadow. We own the light. We own the high. We own the low. And in that way, we step fully into our power, okay? So that's what we're gonna do coming through and out of this lunar eclipse. The last time a total lunar eclipse in 25 degrees of Scorpio happened was May 15th, 2003. So if you are old enough and you're alive and kicking like myself, you could look back at what was going on around then to understand what may be happening during this eclipse for you. We can look on the world stage too, Um, We can also look to just this past year, November 19th, 2021, we have the Taurus lunar eclipse. The Scorpio lunar eclipse is going to affect the exact opposite part of your chart that you felt in November 19th, 2021. But these are the two areas. Again, it's, it's this axis. So we kind of feel both of these areas being lit up during these eclipses. So just want you to think about that. 
you know, there is a new beginning happening, but this eclipse may show you where you are experiencing resistance or where there may be a challenge or an obstacle to change. Okay. And as a reminder, solar eclipses are a little bit lighter and brighter. Lunar eclipses are generally a little bit more emotional. Okay. And we're bringing two seemingly opposite energies into balance and seeing what we need to activate or integrate in order to have these things in balance. That's the Taurus Scorpio polarity. Okay. So the sun in Taurus and the solar eclipse in Taurus wants us to live a life where we have a good balance of work and rest. It wants us to live in alignment with our personal values. It wants us to have security. It wants us to feel safe and stable. And then Scorpio uh, moon is coming in to be like, okay, well, what's blocking us? What's blocking us from actually owning that and living in that? And you may have be feeling this already. Something may have been building inside of you. We know we feel eclipses a month out, we feel them. So I want you to be really, really honest about what's coming up. And this first like prompt I want us to think about is, like I said, Scorpio is debts. Scorpio is what we owe. So I want you to pay attention to ahas or downloads about like what you no longer want to have to pay for. What is the energetic investment that you're just willing to cut your losses from because you're like, shit, that's not getting me anywhere. And it may not be fun. It may be like, you know, what's that like uh, slot machine theory? That like when you keep investing time and money into something or someone, you don't want to walk away because you're like, well, I've already invested all this time and money. And what if the next, what if the next pulls three cherries? And we're like, what if the next... 400 poles are going to be the same thing. And now you're even more sunk in your cost of this, you know, thing. Also, what is too expensive to you could also just be like, what's costing you your peace? What is it? Is it your job? Is it kind of obsessing about what people think about you? Is it trying to control a family member? Is it trying to deny who you really are as your most authentic self? If it's costing you your peace, it's too damn expensive. Okay. So I just want you to think about that. If it's costing you your peace, it's too damn expensive. And this Scorpio lunar eclipse is going to say like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want to pay that anymore. We're done. So this thing around what we're owing and these concepts, I want you to be being really honest. Again, like that's going to be the best thing. The fixed signs which is Scorpio, Taurus, Leo, Aquarius, they're honest, they're direct, they're authentic. So the more honest and authentic and direct we can be with ourselves, the less like stressful this is going to feel. Okay. What's another prompt for this? So Mercury is going to be retrograde in Gemini. So we want to slow down. Whenever Mercury is retrograde, we're being asked to slow down. It's in the sign of Gemini, which is our connections and our communications. So people might come up from our past. That's fine. That's cool. We can handle that. But it's just about like taking deep breaths and being like, okay, Gemini is very much like the stories that we write. So I want you to take deep breaths before you react to anything under the lunar eclipse and just being like, okay, what is this moment teaching me? What is this emotion that's coming up, maybe triggered by this person or by redoing this this concept I thought I put to bed or this old story coming up. 
okay, what am I actually feeling? What's the emotion I'm feeling? And just seeing if you could actually tune into the emotion, not the story of the emotion, right? Like you can just be feeling like, oh, I feel unsafe. You don't have to go into a whole story about how you're not worthy of love because this person didn't love bombed you and ghosted you and you're not worthy of love and now they came back in your life and you're being reminded of that over and over again. It's like, oh no, I just feel unsafe right now. And now it's up to me to, what do I do with that information, right? How do I release the emotion, energy emotion that wants to move through my body? And then how do I then self-regulate and self-soothe, right? But still honoring that part of me. So everything I'm kind of talking about right now is a little bit under the umbrella of shadow work, which is going to be, again, like kind of good medicine to do under this lunar eclipse. So I want you to a great tool. Um, I just started reading Atlas of the Heart, Brene Brown. Love me, my baby. She's the best. Atlas of the Heart, it talks about a great tool for us all to think about under this lunar eclipse in Scorpio, and that is emotional granularity the ability to articulate what we're actually feeling and how healing it is and how we can actually then move on from those feelings and move through them once we can name them. She talks about in the opening, she's like, imagine you're at the doctor and you've been dealing with you know an injury for quite some time and you finally sit down and the doctor's ready to take care of you, but then your mouth is duct taped shut and you can't use your words. She's like, do you know how frustrating that would be? how you would absolutely lose it. You'd have a freaking temper tantrum. And that is what it feels like when we can't articulate our emotions or our feelings in a moment. So uh, I definitely recommend picking up her book if you can't, even just finding like for free online, one of those feeling wheels that helps break down, again, emotional granularity, like what you're actually feeling. Getting to the source of that and pinpointing that is so powerful. So we're looking at, as a recap, we're looking at what's too expensive. We're looking at like trusting our triggers and kind of moving through them, looking at emotional granularity as a tool to move through them. And then I really want you to think about like this thing about movement and flow. Emotions want to move through you. They don't want to stay there. They only stay there when we suppress or repress our emotions or feelings and we shove them down below the surface. And then they really block us and they block our light and they add stress to us or they come up and blow up in moments we don't expect them to and totally sabotage us. So how can you, again, release resistance? This is the other prompt for like the Scorpio lunar eclipse. Is there something that I've just been gripping onto so tightly and trying to control and I know I have things in my own life with this? Or do I have things I don't want to look at about, about myself or about my past or things I don't even want to acknowledge because it feels so, too painful to even look at that? Or is there something that I'm just trying to be so the opposite of what my parents were that I'm actually forced myself into this other direction that's really unhealthy, right? It's like, what is the thing that you just feel yourself resisting? And we know Carl Jung says that which we resist persists. So we want to kind of be like, hey, a lot of times in life, our shadow can really come out as some of our best superpowers and our biggest talents when we like go too hard on them or they're unchecked or we're leaning on them from a place of resistance. Those very things can become our toxic traits, right? Like 
if you're really like grew up in an at home that felt unsafe and then you're naturally now like really good at staying organized and clear if you start getting to the point where like everything has to be organized and everything has to be perfect for you because you don't want to slip into that messy state then you're kind of creating your own shadow energy out of that of being too much of that not too much of it but unbalanced uh, like a lower frequency of that energy and that's the thing about our toxic traits is a lot of them just stem from the best part of ourselves or a version of ourselves we created to protect ourselves at some point. So again, just looking at where can I release resistance and just oof, let something flow out of me. Let my emotions come out of me. Let myself feel the anger, the sadness, the grief, the rage, or just look at myself with curiosity and play the sacred witness. So I just want you to think about that releasing resistance, just noticing where resistance comes up or who it comes up around, okay? Taurus energy is stability, it's fertility, it's grounding. And Scorpio is like just asking us to release, to weed some things from the soil so we can have more fertile ground to work with. Those are like the tools that I'm working on for myself under the lunar eclipse that I'm going to be talking to my clients about. So I hope these things make sense to you. And again, like just thinking about everything coming up is to make room for more freedom and more empowerment and more of that life of luxury, bougie, bad bitch energy that you so deserve that this tourist North Node wants to give you. I also just started reading it, so I'm not too deep in it yet, but one of the upcoming guests on the podcast, Queen Herbie, who I absolutely love and adore, recommended the book Letting Go by David Hawkins. And I think it's the perfect also Scorpio lunar eclipse read. And of course, we feel the effects of these eclipses for six months out. So if you're like, Maddie, I can't read freaking Letting Go and Atlas of the Heart in like two days. Well, yeah, you're not alone. I'm going to take my time with these books. But these are going to be things that are going to be coming up for the next like six months. Okay. So this eclipse, it's, we're in exact square with Saturn in 25 degrees of Aquarius. So yeah, there may be a lot of feelings of intensity, the blockages, the obstacles will be real y'all, but Saturn is really going to ask you to cut any dead weight, anything that's holding you back or down from fully seeking the opportunity that was presented to you on or around April 30th. It's time to just let it go, okay? The endings, karmic closure, they're on the men hue. And in terms of your chart, looking at, you know, anywhere you have 20 to 30 degrees of a fixed sign, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, you're going to be feeling this eclipse the most intensely in that area. If you, you know, want to learn more about what's going on in this eclipse, some journal prompts, see what's affecting your chart. We have that all in our moon guide that I write out and we have great like self-care tips for eclipse season, do's and don'ts, all of that. But remember, I always say this, like your soul wants to expand. Your soul wants to live in flow. Your higher self knows no resistance. So just let it, just allow it to, okay? I know it's easier said than done, but it's also not. It also can be that easy. And remember, like, you are a strong and powerful bad bitch. There is nothing too scary. There is no corner too dark. There is nothing inside of you that you need to be scared of. And I am pretty much guaranteeing you the biggest treasures that you're going to find are going to be in the places you don't want to go at first. So go into those caves, into those caverns, okay? 
go be victorious. Come out with some big, fat, juicy gems for us. I'm going to be here celebrating you every step of the way. So come find me at I am Maddie Murphy. Stalk me. Caught up in my DMs. It felt so good on my trip to Cali, which was super magical. Oh my God, I can't wait to go back to LA. I love my, my West Coast baddies. You tag us and as you're listening to the episode or tag us in like your Mercury retrograde moments at the Cosmic Rx. And, you know, just hold yourself with a lot of compassion and grace and space. Get out those spirit scissors. And of course, double check your voting registration, right? Time to express our voice stand our sacred ground, and just like activate this whole new world we want to live in. Okay, sending you so much love, wrapping you up in stardust, and I'll talk to you next week. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.